0: Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I just have to mention that last word of our Lord, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Did you catch that? We've talked a lot about it before. If you wanna love God more, if you wanna believe in God, if you struggle with belief, put your treasure into hearing his word. Where you put your treasure, that's where your heart goes. We usually think it's the opposite. Follow your heart, actually, you can direct your heart hmm? isn 't that what maybe Lent is all about these forty days, putting our treasure in the place where our heart will love God more? Hmm. Well, I always like to talk on Ash Wednesday just to explain what 's happened to you. <laughs> Why have we done these ashes and When you look at the traditional texts that we've heard tonight for Ash Wednesday, they're kind of a sandwich, if you will. Uh, You've got the beginning where the Old Testament we hear about Joel saying, you know, sound the trumpet, we're gonna have a fast, we're gonna repent, we're gonna return to God because God is gracious and merciful and we're gonna not rend our, um, our garments but we're gonna rend our hearts. And so it talks about putting ashes on and wearing sackcloth. Now, this was an ancient sign of what you did when you were really sorry and sorrowful. And so, that's a part of why you have the cross on your forehead today. This little bit of ashes. Maybe we should have dumped ashes on everybody's forehead. You know, gone really, gone really gone for it. But that's a part of why you have ashes on your forehead today. It's a sign, an outward sign of repentance But then Jesus on the other side of the sandwich um, says, now when you do some of these things like fasting and praying and giving alms, do it in secret. Do it in secret because uh, Jesus doesn't want what we're doing even tonight to be virtue signaling. That's the fancy new word. Doesn't want us to be, uh, you know, showing off. So, are you going to rub the uh, the cross off when you go before you go to the grocery store tonight? I we had this conversation earlier, and one person said, "Well, I think I really should because I don't really." If Jesus said we're not to be showing off. And then I said, "Yeah, I know," and if. If, if maybe if that's what it is for you, if you walk into that grocery store and saying, "Look at how religious I am," then you probably should rub it off. But he also said, "Let your light so shine before others." You know, and this, really, I should have just done this part of the sermon to the eleven a.m. people because you're probably going home and going to bed. But anyway, <laughs> you know, he, I can't believe how many conversations have happened because of this cross made of ashes on one's forehead in grocery stores. I've heard all your stories. Why do you have that on your head? What's with that? And then you have a chance to witness and say, well, it's a sign of that I'm sorry for my sin, but it's also in the sign of the cross, which tells me I'm forgiven. So there's the the, the side parts of the text tonight, but the real meat, the, the middle, is Paul's letter to... The Corinthians, the second chapter where Paul says, we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. That's really what this night is about. So there it is, Catalasso, not to be mistaken with Ted Lasso in that show on TV. Catalasso. it means to change from being an enemy to being friends. Change from being an enemy to being friends. I want to walk down here to the font. Um, we've probably all had relationships where they go bad. And they go bad because they stepped on our toes or we stepped on theirs or we didn't do something that we wish we would have or should have and you know, anything can happen, and, and so when that happens, there's a barrier between us and that friend, for instance, and even though you see that person, there's this stuff in between them and you. Jesus says, forgive us our sins, to pray as like this, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us, and so a part of that challenge, only by the power of the Holy Spirit, is for us to begin to erase that let that God, the Holy Spirit, erase that which divides us. But as human beings, we can never do this completely because we're sinners and we're fallible and we can't do it. So even though I gave you that comparison, I'm going to now say let's think about our situation with God because God isn't like us. And this is what I mean by that. If we go to the next one, um, you know, there's us and God, and now because of our sin, there's something in between us that's separating us, that's, that's actually making God look like an enemy. When you think that God is just a lawgiver and just um, ready to shoot you with a lightning bolt, or God... You don't even understand God because why are there so many bad things happening in the world if God is so gracious and loving? And so God, we can't even understand who God is in the midst of this situation because there's so much in between. And so we even get hostile to God sometimes or we just ignore God or we reject God altogether. Um, Sometimes we even blame God. Um, but certainly it's really our missing the mark that's caused the problem. Now, to go back to the friendship issue, now, if somebody has hurt my feelings, who should resolve that issue? Well, they should, (laughs) right? I would expect they would come and say, I'm really sorry. And that's kind of, that's true. That is a good thing to have happen. That's not the way it works with God. Paul says God was in the world reconciling the world, the whole cosmos, and each and every one of you and all of us to God's self. So God does something to deal with what's separating us. And what does he do? He gives his Son that all who believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. In other words, the cross now is um, that which... Wipes away and covers up all that stuff in between us and God. Removes it so that now when God looks at us and we look at God, even though us as human beings, we can't help but to see that stuff that's in between. But now God wipes it away. It's gone. It's not there when God looks at us anymore. That's what it means to be reconciled. I'm looking... I had a bunch of folks tonight with ashes on their forehead in the sign of a cross. I'm looking at a bunch of reconciled people. People for whom Christ has wiped out your sin. Wiped out everything in between. You know, even the doubt and the, the, the struggle to understand who God is, that's why God took on flesh in Jesus and went to the cross so that we would, in the midst of all life's contradictions and struggles, have something to cling to and have a promise to cling to. So now, when God looks at us, all that garbage is gone. You've gotten rid of it tonight. And all those... C- In Psalm 51, and all that confessing of your sin, you've gotten rid of it. You are cleansed. That's where the last part of these ashes, it was a sign of cleansing. And so the cross has cleansed you from your sin. And so now, here we go into the 40 days. Pray fast. Do what you're going to do. Take on some discipline. Refocus yourself on Christ. Listen to him because you will not be successful, but with God the Holy Spirit, you can indeed walk a closer walk with him. Amen.